Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This series, we're focusing on female financial independence, looking towards a stronger financial future. Be sure to let us know your thoughts on the show, and please do connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram, or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk. So today I'm going to be talking to Jo Gilbert and she's worked in the UK gas and electric industry for 22 years. She's an entrepreneur and multiple business owner and investor. In May 2018, Jo became an international Amazon bestseller author with her first book on overcoming adversity, strength and power, later securing her second and third Amazon bestseller with collaboration books, She Who Dares and permission. Jo is currently on her third collaboration book with release on May the 22nd from Ashes She Rises. Jo has been featured in Bloomsburg, Utility Week, um, Energy Live News, New Energy Magazine, plus many other industry-facing publications, and she's spoken in Parliament and also provided evidence to the Welsh Assembly for fuel, fuel, sorry, get my Fs out, fuel, poverty and energy security. Jo has launched and supported several UK energy companies to the market in her role as an industry expert, business strategist and consultant. Jo is the founder of Butterfly Energy and the Butterfly House Foundation, and they are launching Cubes, customer utility bills expertly serviced, which is a brand new consumer champion service, and that's launching in April. Today, we're going to be talking about what's next for your electric, electricity and gas bills. And um, obviously, um, there's a lot going on with gas and electric and our bills are all going up. So let's have a chat to Jo, see what tips she's got for us and what we should be doing next. Hi Jo, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi Rebecca. Um, so people sort of think that pensions and investments and financial services is not very sexy. They sort of think it's sort of quite serious and but it's it's also so exciting and such great opportunities. Um, but when it comes to like gas and electric, it's you know, people probably think something similar it just you know you put your gas on you put your electric on you use stuff all the time it's something that as consumers we can massively take for granted I think yeah um and I certainly I'm much more conscious of recently um of even today so I'm in my office I've turned my heater off now because my office is sweltering hot the sun's coming in and I've left the back door open so the dogs can go out in and out into the garden and I've turned my heating off and I've turned all the lights off and I, I was much more conscious of it just because it just feels so wasteful. Now gas and electric is so expensive. Um, so what got you started with gas and electric and utilities? Yeah, so I, I've worked in the um, UK energy industry now for 22 years. Uh, it's coming up for 23 years. Um, I got into it by accident, I'm not, you know, to, to be honest. So uh, my daughter had an extended stay in uh, Birmingham Children's Hospital when she was younger. Oh, wow. And what should have been a one-week stay ended up being three months. And at the time, I worked in transport. Um, and when I was able to, I took a part-time job with one of the big six suppliers, Empower. I did 10 years at Empower. Um, so what started as a part-time job that was only supposed to be a three-month temporary contract became a 10-year career at, wow. at Empower and then I went self-employed and set a consultancy business up and I haven't looked back really so you, you're right it's not a very sexy industry but there's an awful lot to it when you, you're involved behind the scenes. 
Yeah, there is an awful lot to it. And I, I've, been, I've been messaging you about deals and rates. And bear in mind, I'm a financial advisor, right? So I'm not, you know, I'm not swayed by figures or percentages or unit prices or any of that stuff. I analyse funds, like multi-million pound funds and look after multi-millions pounds of money. So I'm not scared about that stuff. But I was looking at these unit prices and wattages and and, and it was just so confusing. I was trying to yeah. work out, should I fix now? Should I have done it, probably done it previously? Is the deal I've got any good? Is the deals that are out there, what's the best one? I've gone on to comparison websites and the answer seems to be no. I've looked at um, Utility Warehouse and I'm currently looking at their quotes to see. But then looking at their quotes is so freaking complicated. Yeah, yeah. So where do it's, people it... all start? <laughs> so, I, I mean, obviously, I think we're, everybody is now aware that this price rise is coming from the 1st of April. Yeah. Um, and I think the general consensus is take a meter reading on the 31st of March so that you ensure you are only billed for the usage that you've used up to that date and you get that at the lower rate that you're currently on. So yeah. from the 1st of April, you then be billed for energy that you consume from the 1st of April onwards rather than yeah. to an estimated reading. So it's really important that people take I, I would suggest taking a photograph of your meter on that day and, and making sure that that gets sent in to your yeah. energy supplier so you've got that photographic evidence That's a really there. good tip. And what do you think about smart meters? Because mine, my meter was actually broken and they got messed around by the supplier. They ended up saying, look, it's actually broken. There's no point doing estimates. It's actually broken. So they said, oh, we'll put a smart meter in. They paid for that, which is good. Um, yeah. But I now got in my kitchen this little device that tells me how much gas and electric I've been using. And oh, my God. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, do you know how much we're spending on gas and electric? Turn the television off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think smart smart machine um, is really helpful. So that device will show you, you know, where you're using, you know, electricity and gas. I don't think they're as useful for gas, to be honest with you, because if you're cold, you're going to put your heating on or if you yeah. need to cook tea, you're going to, you know, you're going to be cooking yeah. dinner at that time. So I think they, they can be a deterrent and useful for energy saving. So, you know, if you're boiling the kettle, you can see that little device, the graph spike. So it, it's really useful. It will see an end to, it should see an end to estimated billing if your meter continues to communicate with the industry. Um, so it will really help um, to drive different products and services because we, what we get from that is 48 half-hourly blocks of data from that meter, right. which then creates what we call a profile. At the moment, there are profiles that are created, and as a domestic customer, you would fit into one of two profiles generally, profile one or profile two, and it's got a shape to it. But with a smart meter and these 48-hour blocks of data, what we can start to do is individually profile you as a customer in terms of what your usage habits are. Mm -hmm. And then we can tailor tariffs that are more specific to you and your family's needs. Right. So it's really clever. I, there's no, I mean, I know there's a lot of concern out there about big brother watching you and all that. I'll be honest, we just haven't got the time to sit looking at you, you know, what time of day you're having a shower or stuff no. like that. You know, it's the data has been used for purposes of saving you money and cutting yeah. down on energy usage and it, and for billing accuracy purposes. So I, I like Smart Meter and I think it's a, it's a great initiative. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, when the whole of the UK has got Smart fully installed, 
um, yeah. you know, the different products and services that we'll be able to actually bring out. Uh, but just going back to, to what we're on, what do people do now? Where do they start? Start with the yeah. meter reading. And I, I, it depends how you want to manage the risk, really. So you'll, you'll know this with being a financial advisor. You can fix and pay somebody to manage the risk for you, similar to you, what you do with a mortgage and the Bank of England base rate going up or, or not. Yeah. Or you can stay on the standard variable rate tariff, which is the price cap tariff. Yeah. And generally, that is the cheapest, that is the cheapest tariff that's on the market. If you fix at the moment, I think you, you'd be in the region of around 40% more. Yeah, and this is what I was looking at with these utility and warehouse prices. I, was, I said to them, why am I going to fix um, for a potential 45% increase in October when it's already £150 more now? Would I not be better off just taking that risk? A lot can happen in the next six months and actually save that £150 a month. And then when yeah. I come into that winter, overpay, make a lump sum payment, effectively yeah. what I'm saving. To exactly, therefore yeah hopefully paying less going before going into the winter it's just, it's yeah exactly so it's, it's calculating yeah it's calculating that risk whether you want to manage that risk yourself mm. or whether you know you you want to actually pay somebody to manage that risk for you so me personally i would stay on the price cap i'm not advising people to stay on the price cap everybody is different their usage is yeah. different so Can therefore the, the risk is cap? just explain yeah, so the price cap for people because it's not yeah. actually a cap is it <laughs> Um, no, it's not a cap on price. It's a cap no. on your unit rate and standing charge. Right. Um, the more you use, the more you pay. You know, that's never been capped. There's no, it's not a cap on how much you will be charged. So if you use more. So say, for example, the sun's coming through your office and you've decided, great, it's nice and warm in here, but you don't go, get up and switch the heating off. Yeah. Then you're using more, but you've probably opened the window to cool yourself down. So that's like literally burning energy and you're letting heat out, escape your house. So you're now being more aware, whereas behavior previously might have been slightly different. So you're now more aware um, of cutting down on your energy usage. So what the price cap actually does is it stops energy suppliers of charging you more than the capped rate. So there's lots of calculation that goes into figuring out what the actual rate is and it's done every six months um so what we get now for the first of april is what the wholesale markets looked like for the previous six months and that's how they do the calculation and they take into account all kinds of things of what makes up your energy bill like the um the green levies that are there on your bill the cost of wholesale the cost of uh, distribution and transmission all of those network costs so all of that is looked at and then Ofgem calculate what this cap level is. And then that is valid for the next six months. So the next cap yeah. is coming in on the 1st of October. And right. the energy analysts are already calculating or forecasting anything between 25% and a 47% rise. It's massive, isn't it? In it's October. Huge. So yeah. why is this happening? Um. So... We, we've earlier in the year, so early indications last year, so April time, Easter time last year, there was indications that was potentially going to be shortages in gas supply. Yeah. And we, we, the more demand that there is, then 
that pushes the price up. So it's a demand and supply and demand, yeah. Supply and demand issue. Right. We've got issues with what's going on in the Ukraine, obviously, and across Europe. And there was a shortage of liquid natural gas because it had been brought up. So the economy opened up. We came out of lockdown. It was the perfect storm. We came out of lockdown. Industry started to reopen. And there was that huge demand and pressure then. So because of the demand, the price started to creep up. But we, we were already stocks of gas were were already low and then we had this strange phenomenon where the wind stopped blowing so the sun wasn't shining and the wind wasn't turning the so the wind farms or wind turbines weren't generating as much energy so yeah yeah so we were placing reliance on you know other countries to actually supply um, that yeah so it was a bit of a perfect storm, really, uh, in yeah. terms. But it's the wholesale cost that has been driven up, um, and it's a demand thing that's caused supply and demand that's causing that at the moment. Sure. And um, and so, talk to me a little bit about your new foundation, uh, the Butterfly Energy and the Butterfly um, House Foundation, which you're launching two new service offerings. The first, known simply as Cubes, as a, as you've got on your T-shirt, which is Custom Utility Bills Expertly Serviced. Um, and a new brand new sorry excuse me a brand new consumer champion service which will be launching on the 4th of April for UK households so tell me about all of that yeah so butterfly energy um, I created butterfly energy off the back of what was happening in the energy crisis so previously I was the chief operating officer of one of the energy companies that went into supplier of last resort but that energy company was a not-for-profit organisation and we serviced customers who were in fuel poverty and we were looking at doing things differently. We were quite a niche supplier in, in the type of customer that we actually offered products to yeah. uh, and how we supported. I didn't want to lose that and there was a lot of good work that we were doing there in that company. So even though the licensed side of it has gone away and that company has been um, dissolved, gone into administration, the ideas and the care and all of all of that that we were doing as a core team, because I brought my core team with me, which was lovely Maybe. that we, we were able to save some jobs, as well, a handful of jobs as well. What we've been able to create is the service offering for consumers where we are the experts in working in a supply business that's been our bread and butter for the last well for my last 22 years yeah everybody that works for butterfly energy has got an energy supplier background right um and we basically designed this as if we were the consumer so we we are a consumer we all have our own domestic household energy and gas accounts so what are the frustrations? What are the complaints that come through? What do people struggle with? Why were people calling the contact centre? Why were people emailing? What generates an ombudsman complaint? How can we fix all of these things yeah. and take that stress and pain away for consumers? Oh, it's so stressful. I mean, you, there's one particular supplier that I'd never go, even if they had the lowest price, they're one of the big ones in the UK, this begins with a B, I would, uh, I would not go near them. Um, because they're just their customer service is astonishingly bad and then you'll get they get debt collectors after you even though you've tried to contact them millions of times and it just causes if, if you're in a sort of a stressful financial position 
that's not it's not healthy it's not good it's no. not fair and what what tends to be the first thing that happens is when you are in a, a stressed financial situation you just, you can tend to start ignoring the yeah. letters that come in i know okay. that because i was that that's my background so if mm. you you know if you read my story and I've put it there on the website. I did live in fuel poverty when I was in my early 20s. I was a single mom with three young children. I had a coal fire and coal was really, really expensive. So, Mm. you know, I was was that consumer then that was suffering in fuel poverty and skipping Mm. meals. So I have, I've lived through that experience. I've come out. I can't imagine being so cold. I can't imagine having you know, not knowing how you're going to keep your kids warm. And they wake, they, how, you know, all you want to do is tuck your kids in bed warm at night, right? That's all you really yeah, want to do. Yeah, with a full belly. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you want yeah. to do. Yeah. I, I, my, I, I really feel, I really do. I mean, I don't come from a wealthy family, but thankfully, my dad was a single parent. Um, but thankfully, he, he, we, we managed. We was, we was okay. So I really, yeah. my heart goes out to people, especially now. I mean, my, my electric bill and gas and electric has gone from 150 something up to 305 yeah and for most people that like it's like about 150 quid it's basically doubled yeah would be the difference of them basically having food for a week or two yeah and when you put think, it like I that I think we've passed that situation now of can we is it the choice isn't there now it's not heating no. or he, eating they can't afford to do either at the moment because the cost of inflation and here's one of the things with the price cap which is why I don't agree with the price cap because if energy suppliers had been allowed to continue to price in line with the market there would be different deals on the market and that would have been a gradual up and down up and down into Mm. what we've now got is the energy sector has somehow been drawn into the welfare state Mm. so the true cost of living has been shielded because energy suppliers are being expected to sell energy at a loss. Mm. And all the headlines are greedy energy suppliers, fat cat CEOs. If you work in the industry, if you work for an energy supplier, you know that that is simply not true. That is mainstream media headlines that have been fed to them by government and by yeah. Ofgem, the regulator. This is their mess. This is not an energy supplier's mess. This is their mess. It's a market right that they designed. Um, so I, I place a lot of this, certainly what happened with the collapse of the energy suppliers last year, firmly at their door, you know, the market has been very poorly designed. And we're now in a situation where we've got the government that have appointed a, a special administrator to prop <laughs> up and run bulb because bulb is too big to allow it to go into supplier. Yeah, that's, who, that's who I'm with now. Yeah. So all, all of these customers, over four million of them, in fact, have now been put back with big six customers, sorry, suppliers, that they probably voted with the feet to leave in the first place. So oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them left these bigger energy companies and now they've been put straight back there. And yeah. the real kicker and pain for me is that, well, actually, probably about £65 plus on everybody's energy bill is going to pay for this whole market design mess and this price cap mm, mess yeah. because of all of these supplier of last resorts. So what can people do right now? So we're recording this on the 17th of March. This is quite time relevant. I don't normally time date my podcast, but this is just relevant. Only normally time I do this is like tax, in the tax year. 
Um, but on the 4th of April, 1st of April, as you described, things change. So this is hopefully going to go out on the 18th of March, all being well. We've got two weeks. Literally, the clock will be two weeks as people are listening to this. Yeah. Is there anything they should be doing right now? Um, or what? How? Should I, they, where should they start? Yeah, so I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give to anybody is if at all possible, on the 30th of March, 30th or 31st, perhaps do it on the 30th so you'll know if it gets rejected, is I would be saying find an energy supplier to switch to on that date. And the reason I say that is that supply license condition 23, which is all about tariffs and, and you know how price changes are handled and the notification of those price changes, suppliers must honour your current prices during a, a change of supplier, which can take up to 21 days to complete. Right. So if you switched energy supply on the 31st of March, your new price cap rates wouldn't apply until the 20th or 21st of April. So you've delayed receiving that price increase for three weeks. Energy suppliers won't like it, but it's a little bit of a loophole. If you'd, We've never had a situation, I don't think, before where it's actually really beneficial to do that, to benefit from yeah. It's only been a small amount in the past, but actually this is quite a significant amount, even yeah, if... a little loophole. <laughs> a little loophole. So even if you switch from one SVT to another and it's pretty much the same rate, they're both at the top of the cap, you would save yourself three weeks of the, you know... The which increase. for some, Yeah, some people that could be quite a significant amount of money. Yeah. So and that's what I'd be doing first and foremost. Okay. I wouldn't be looking to fix unless you're fixing at no more than 25% above the, the cap rate. If yeah. you can find a deal at that, you, your current supplier might offer you that. So ask them what the current best deal would be yeah. in terms of fixed, but it's going to be down to individual households to make yeah. that decision. Yeah, because my friend, she's got a, what has she got? An end of terrace or a semi-detached three bedroom house. And there's two children, two adults. I've got a semi-detached bungalow for bedroom, but we both work from home. We've got two offices in the house or in the garden. Um, and there's an extra one extra adult. Um, and we have rabbits and dogs and stuff. She doesn't have all of that. But her price, she paid um, an extra £85 a month. I think she had to go. No, her total bill has gone. It's gone up by eighty-five pound, whereas mine's gone up by like one hundred and fifty. I think she's paying like one hundred and twenty pound a month now, and I'm paying three hundred and five. The yeah. difference is massive. Yeah, we do yeah. live in different towns, but we still live same in the same county. Um, it's huge. Yeah, it depends really on on your usage profile and, and mm. her usage profile. It will be different because. You might have a different EPC rating in your property. So yeah. it depends how well insulated your property is as well. Yeah. Um, people, that there are things that can be done there and need to be done there. Yeah. Um, and that's something as Butterfly Energy, we, we will be looking at supporting with as well as making sure, you know, that if you're in a, a home that's below, a, you a know, certain the rating, yeah. certain rating that we're helping to actually get, you know, that home properly yeah. insulated you know and any 
any measures put in that we we can actually assist with. And, and um, I'll, come, I'll come on to in a minute around ethical um, oil and solar panel and renewable energy. I'd love to talk yeah. about that briefly before we finish today. But I just want to take us back to the question of what people can do in this immediate couple in of weeks. In this immediate couple of weeks. Um, I, I think they need to be start looking now. So getting your account billed to an actual reading is a really important thing to do mm. and making sure that your direct debit, if you're paying by direct debit, that your direct debit is adequate for the usage profile. Yeah. That's really important. Contacting your energy supplier because there is help available. There will be payment plans that can be agreed. So if you're already paying off a debt and your consumption now is going up, ask for extended payment terms or even a payment break on right. any debt that you're paying back. Speak to the energy supplier. I'd say don't go quiet on them. That's probably the worst thing that can happen because you will then fall into what's called a dunning process. And that's when the debt collection letters start and the charges start to be added onto your account. So yeah. I'd say have an open dialogue with your energy supplier if you can get through. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Email it. If you email, that's great. But if you do speak to somebody, make a note of the person you spoke to and what department they're in and the yeah. time you spoke to them. Generally, email or web chat's probably the less frustrating way of getting through. Yeah. yeah. And you've got it in writing as well then, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're on a prepayment meter and you can afford to, go and buy some top-up energy now yeah. and top your meter up now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good tip. Okay, so if people are looking at, okay, I'm going to switch and I'm on x amount of rates so like my example i think i sent you some of mine um yeah. mine works out to 100 and 305 and then i'm looking at another one and their fixed is like 400 like an extra 120 pounds on top of that so it's like 450 pounds for gas and electric I'm yeah like, i think rebecca the point that you raised at the beginning is sound advice for anybody mm. that you're paying somebody to manage that risk so if you're going to increase much. it 40 percent now mm. Why? Because you're trying to offset a potential increase in October. We know that there is an increase coming. We just don't know how much it, what is. it is. A lot can happen well, in that, that time, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. can happen. We've got Saudi possibly stepping in here to give us some oil. You know, there might be certain regulatory changes that happen between now and then. Yeah, I would say if you can afford to put that 40% away, then, yeah. you know, put, put that away and, and let that money work for you. Yeah. Um, so they've not been looking at a variable rate. And it's actually less than what I'm currently paying. So I save 50 quid. Um, so I'm thinking, well, that means I could save 200 pounds a month and then just pay that off my bill, my bill in October. Yeah. But I guess there's some people that, you know, so how do you work out where's the best deal? Because I went onto the comparison website, one of those main like utility, you know, those big, those big, that, that well probably find, yeah, you probably won't find that they're offering deals at the moment. There is no and deals. There, there's no, no deals now. You can find deals on energy suppliers website and go direct and ask them what they're offering at the moment. Some suppliers aren't taking new customers. Some will take new customers, but you'll only find their deals direct. Go to right. them direct because price comparison websites, I've got nothing to sell because nobody wants to pay them the commission. No. Yeah, exactly. So they, they are an expensive way. I've done some explainers on this. It's one of the reasons as well why we've launched Cubes. Price comparison websites, tally sales agents, door-to-door -door sales agents, they all inflate the cost of your energy bill. Yeah. So it can be 
if you're accepting a deal on the doorstep from a door-to-door salesperson, that could be inflating your bill by more than £200 just in agent commission. Yeah, I can imagine that, yeah. Yeah, be aware of where you're purchasing your energy from. The best policy for me would be to say, by all means, if if it's available, go and do the shopping around on the price comparison website. That's useful. But don't buy through a price comparison website. Go and buy direct from the energy supplier. So talk to me about Cubes. What do you do? Um, So... We're, we're actually an account management service. So what the consumer does is gives us a letter of authority to say, you can be named on my account and you can manage my account for me, make sure it's tip top condition. We'll receive them letters. We'll, you know, anything that we're getting from the supplier, if there's something that needs action, we'll take action on it. If you are a monthly billed customer, we'll get your bill every month that goes through special software that we've built and it gets scanned and all the data lifted from that bill and then that data is run through validation we validate the bill just to check the unit rates right the standing charges right against the contract that you've signed right um we're looking at um debit account amounts credit balances are you paying enough in direct debit fee so every month we're checking your bill against a number of points to make yeah, sure I that- can see a real benefit of that. So I have a lot of clients that come to me that, you know, they quite often their heads in the sand when it comes to their finances. They're not looking at the bills like you described before. Um, and the, the, their pensions have been left in drawers for years and they've just yeah. not touched them and they just get so stressed out. Um, so that sounds like a perfect um, sort of service for somebody like that and, and others as well. Yeah. People, there's people busy, they've got lots to do. Yeah. So you sign up, we get named on the account and we take it from there. So and if you want, if you're moving home, um, if you're in rented accommodation and you and you're moving between, you know, between properties, we will deal with all the home move stuff for you, make sure that when you arrive at your new property. You know, we'll close the old one down for you and we'll either take your current supplier with you and get that set up or we'll arrange for a, a, a good deal at your new property as well. So how do you get paid? So the consumer pays us. So it's based on an upfront. It's a monthly subscription fee. You can pay okay. it upfront if you want. So it's £3 a month and that's oh. for a dual, dual fuel okay. customer. Um, or one pound fifty per fuel if you've just got electricity, or if you've just got so it's gas. Not very, it's not very much. That's it's not... not very much. It's thirty six pounds a year, which is, in a lot of cases, half price of a price comparison website's hidden charge just for switching you. But we we have the facility to switch you if we think it's the right thing to do. But it oh. will always come in as a recommendation. This is what we're planning on doing. If you don't want us to do it, we won't. We will always fix your account for you. But if if we see something that's of benefit to you and we think by taking this action, it would benefit you financially, then we would let you know and, and, you know, we'd recommend that you It's confusing. The unit price and the what price and this price and that price and you've got to base it on what you've previously been using. And sometimes if you haven't had your up-to-date billing and you haven't got right estimates and it's just been there all over the place and you don't even know what to compare it to. <laughs> yeah, so you won't need to do that because we'll basically be saying your bill's correct, you're okay to pay it. That's if you cash check customer or, it, you know, you a monthly direct debit, it goes out as a fixed fee anyway. Yeah. So we're just letting you know every single month we've checked your bill. These are the checks that we've completed if there's something wrong, we will tell you what we've done to fix it. Yeah. So you'll know every month your bill's okay to pay, your, your account's fit to bill, it's perfect, your account's fine. 
yeah. and we're checking all the time. Um, so that's what we're doing. The other thing that we do is if there is anything at all that's wrong, you don't need to contact the energy supplier. You contact us and we'll contact the supplier. So oh, okay. you can email us, you can chat with us on web chat. There is a telephony line. Um, I'm hoping that we can reserve that purely for customers who are on the priority services register and vulnerable yeah. um, and those most in need. It keeps our costs down if we can mm. engage via digital channels with as many Rather people than, as possible. Yeah. Um, once you've contacted us, we raise a case and then we deal with it from there. So if you wanted to tell us I'm moving house, yeah. we deal with everything with both suppliers then if there are would be two suppliers involved. Um, so, so for people right now, even after the 1st of April or coming, they might be listening to this in like September and October yeah. coming and they're scared about what's going to happen. Or you could be past October and you've been paying all this money and you've got into lots of debt, like wherever we might be. Wherever then, you might be on your, they, in your, yeah, you can subscribe to Cubes. And even if you've got an existing complaint that's outstanding, if you've got an issue that's outstanding, all you have to do is let us know and we'll take it on from there. Because That's amazing, Joe. How yeah, incredible. We can't get your account in a fit-to-bill state unless we know what you're dealing what is, with. Yeah. What's your struggle? Tell us what your struggle is and we'll fix it. That sounds incredible. What an amazing service. I think that's a brilliant. And that brings us on to the, you're looking to be a new consumer champion service and that's launching on the 4th of April. So very briefly so that, tell me Yeah, that's that. that's the Cube. So the consumer oh, champion is, service is Cubes. Right. The other service that we're um, launching is called Butterfly Builder. So Builder right. is the renewable energy, um, the installation of solar panels. And oh, it brings us nicely storage. onto that question that I wanted yeah. to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I, my, a lot of my um, clients, 85% of them are ethical investing. So when I talk about, are you an ethical investor? Do you believe in renewable energy? You know, they don't want to be investing in oil. They didn't before Russia and now they definitely don't. Um, they want to be um, investing in future formatting ways. The future is less oil. It is more renewable energy. So it's not necessarily to, just to make more money, but they're very ethical in their stance and what they're thinking. So yeah. I think, gas and electric and how we supply that to households in the UK is a huge part of that um so how does it work so the actual I mean we, we can do funded and fully funded but that's more for the larger sites like local authorities and social housing providers we're looking at offering fully funded solutions to them where we go and install on their housing stock essentially but we can um, we can install on private homes as well and businesses. Um, there's different alternatives. It depends on obviously the credit rating for the customers and all that kind of thing, whether funding's available or not. Mm-hmm. But on any business or any project as well, I think that's important to say. You know, so if it's a field that you've brought and you want to install a, a solar farm in a field, those are the types of projects that we're actually working on as well. Amazing. But I think. Rather than given the current situation and we do heavily rely on gas in the UK, we need to move away from that. And the answer to all the issues that we've got right now with prices rising is not to go for more dirty energy because that's the easy option. We need to be really using this as an opportunity to make policy changes happen quicker, to get rid of some of the barriers to, to this you know we in the uk a vaccine was developed within a few months you know for 
and so the short that process yeah. so so quick so we need to shorten the process so that we can get more renewable energy available to more people oh, yeah. as soon as possible so this, process and it's all about money right yeah we need to get rid of some like bureaucracy and you know be able to expedite this the installation of these products and services heat pumps in people's homes solar panels on roofs you know bringing in that the requirement for new build properties it should be Oh, yeah. You know, so should be standard. Should be standard. Yeah. The legislation needs to change and the way we do things needs to change. So I think rather than placing more reliance on dirty energy, we need to think how do we really sort of speed this process up so we can get these. And that's, you know, where we're looking at well, households in fuel poverty, a lot of them do live in the social housing sector that's just yeah it's just the way it is so that's yeah. why the builder solution has been designed for with them that, with that sector in mind so that we can get their energy bills reduced as soon as possible yeah and some and somebody like myself that w- w- would want maybe solar panels because it's more economic and yeah it's good for the environment um so i can become more neutral um how would we go about how would i go about doing something like that um so, I mean, there's lots, there isn't just us out there. I mean, there are lots of solar panel uh, providers and companies out there, uh, reputable companies that, you know, if you register an interest, um, it essentially is the surveys are done on the roof, south-facing properties, whether or not it's suitable for solar. Um, and then, yeah, you get given the calculator, essentially, of this is what the payback would be and the costs involved and, the, you know, how much it would generate in a way... Okay. Yeah, how many panels you could have installed. Um, so a suitability survey is done first of all. Yeah. The detail then in terms of how it's financed. Amazing. I feel like I could talk to you forever, Joe, about all these different things. Um, but really, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed it. And I wish you the very best with um, the Butterfly Energy Company. And I really love your ethos and your ethics around why you started the company and who you're really trying to help um so we will be sharing your uh, details your handle details the website details and i hope that people go and um search you out and use your facilities and especially share it with friends and family and share it with people that you know they might think definitely need some extra help whether that's financially or just with paperwork and organizing the the sometimes the chaos that it can all bring Um, so thank you. Any anything we've no missed problem. today? Anything that I we I haven't asked that people should know that we've missed, or do we think we've covered it all? Um, I, I think we've covered it. Yeah, I, it, okay. it's covered. I think it's covered. So you know, if you become a member, we'll help you and yeah, take that stress away. No, nobody needs to speak to an energy supplier. You've got <laughs> life. Life is precious. Life is too I, short. It's too short. Um, some of us do it for a living. So leave it to us. We'll we'll do it for you. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today, Joe. No problem. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. For any regulated advice, please do head over to www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk.